When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I belong here. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 140 and the show is available live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications if you prefer your podcasts in audio form then you can search ace podcast nation at all your favorite podcast platforms or radio platforms over 400 shows on all sorts of subjects and if you want to keep it purely football follow at ac footy show on all social media platforms but uh, just as we wait for a, a couple of the stragglers and the latecomers on those various platforms a big thank you as ever to Black Diamond Sports and uh, they're a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information you can visit their social media pages and uh, their website. The links to which are in the description below as well as the closing credits and of course a big thank you to them for all their support around not just the show but the channel as a whole and uh, today's sponsor Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial and uh, 
we again thank them for all their support sponsoring the show. Darren is giving away a free will at the moment worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. It Just tell him that we sent you and uh, you know, just check them out. Give them a call. Don't miss out on what is. It's an incredible offer. £140 goes a long way these days. And I think uh, coming, out, uh, coming out the back of a pandemic, hopefully, that uh, Bespoke Financial and Darren in particular could hopefully find you some services which will help you out and look after you in the future like he's looked after Mr Andy Campbell with various policies over the year so we are very partner we are very proud should I say to partner with such a brand and uh, we applaud them for their award-winning service thank them for sponsoring the show but uh, with no further ado for the first time in 10 days I introduce to you the goal collector the fox in the box and still the king of the Millennium Stadium. He is the QPR dream killer. And of course, he is Davy Jones' favourite son. Ex-Cardiff and Middlesbrough striker, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. I have missed you. Good evening, mate. Yes, yeah, nice to have you back. Um, Monday was very different. Very different. Very, um, yeah, just very different. It didn't have the, didn't have the same... It was a, uh, it, it, it was just, uh, it was very weird. You know, I mean, thanks to everybody, by the way, I helped me out. Thanks to everybody who got the questions. Apologies that I didn't cover everyone's questions, but it was just a, an impossibility. And those people <laughs> who think it's easy doing this kind of thing, <laughs> give it a shake. Uh, just the preparation and things, it was, uh, yeah, it was hard, really hard. But I enjoyed it though, because Clark was an amazing human being. And, he was awesome, um, man. Do you know what? And do you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, we're all about mental health in, in, in people. So nice to see somebody who struggles so badly look so well. Long yes. may it continue. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, it's what we need is a bit of positivity. And uh, yeah, it's, it was weird, mate, watching it. I watched the majority of it. I dipped in and out of it. I apologise if I'm fidgeting a bit because I am still in a bit of pain, bit of pain and stuff. But uh, I'm going along. My wife says you look fabulous. I know she says you look fabulous, which is always Me. you know, yes, yeah. Mm. It's charming, Me. isn't it? But there we go. Um, so we're going to make it short and sharp today. It's going to be a, a nice, quick hour in and out. We have got the playoffs to talk about. Before we do that, we're going to have a little chat about some different stuff. And uh, we'll start off kind of away from the championship, mate. So uh, tell me why. And i got two belters this week for you, two absolute humdingers. So if anyone, any new viewers or listeners don't know, what tell me why is tell me why is where Andy and uh, and the guest if we have a guest have sixty seconds to answer a question or discuss a subject of my choosing. So the first subject or question is: Wolves manager Nuno Santos or Santo is leaving at the end of the season. Uh, mm. I want to know: Is it the right time for both sides of the party? And also, where would be a good fit? For his next move, uh, and also if he's done a good job. But uh, your time starts now, my friend. Uh, I'll start with: Does he going to done a good job? Yes, he's done a fabulous job. Uh, for when he took over the football club, and where he's leaving the football club is is in, in an, an amazing place. Um, he hasn't got the best reputation with football fans. He hasn't got the best reputation um, with the fallouts he's had with certain people. But I think he's done a good job. I think the way his style of football, the players that he's turned into. Very good footballers. You look at the Diego Jotas, you look at the, the, the Nevas, um, you look at the Triores of this world, the Jimenez, you know what I mean? I look at the kind of players that he's made into better. He's made players into better footballers and pushed them onto another level. So for me, 
the next club, I can see him taking over a very good club, a club who's in Europe week in, uh, season after season. Um, and I just really hope he, he excels and goes on to another level because for me, he's like a Pochettino that he he was at a club, but sometimes managers stay at the club too long. But I think he's moving at the right time for me now. Yeah, and about eight seconds left. I'll let you off that, mate. Um, Good one. Uh, so tough question. Just to clarify, way. my tough wife question. didn't say you look fabulous. She said you did fabulous on Monday. So I apologise oh. to both of you for that. You look like crap. <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, with Santod, um, the one thing I said you're interesting. You mentioned Pochettino, and I can't remember if we got around to it the other other week or if I did ask you. I was going to make a point though. Uh, he's gone to Paris, and arguably as maybe done a bit of damage to his reputation some would say like he hasn't perhaps done as well as people thought he would do in Paris and I guess when you're comfortable in a place where everybody loves you the club loves you the fans love you where Pochettino is in Spurs where Santos has been you know in Wolves he's very popular there he's done a tremendous job but you know he's established them not only as a, a Premier League club but not a bottom half Premier League club they're a top you know top 10 side really when you look yeah. at it over the last couple of years they're established European you know, Europa League now and again. Um, he's done a tremendous job. I'd be very interested to see where he goes next. I'll put this to you. Do you think there's a chance he's going to see going to Spurs? Um, possibly. It, it, listen, it's, it's it's about progression. You know what I mean? It's a, he's, a, he's a bigger club. Um, there's an opening there. He's uh, a little bit out of his depth at the minute. So um, there's an opportunity there. But listen, you're on about managers now. Normally, managers don't lose their jobs or walk away from jobs unless they've got something to walk into or a better job to walk into. Um, he's a very good coach. He's obviously proven that with the players that he's got. He needs to jump on board on, on a different club straight away before he um, he gets forgotten about a little bit because he can't afford to be out of a job for too long. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting where he chooses to go. Is the Spurs job too big for him? I don't know. Like It's a big job, not just in terms of the size of Tottenham as a football club necessarily, but the amount of work that needs doing off the pitch as well as on the pitch, like they're probably going to lose Harry Kane, they're probably going to lose a couple of other players, like they're going to have big holes in that squad, aren't they? So it's going to be interesting. Um, but I think but in, some, in some ways it's the next logical move to go from Wolves to yeah. Spurs. Yeah. So, but then you look at Wolves, yeah. you look at Wolves where they were when he took over, they were the Championship side. Um, he brought in the players in the holes that he needed to fill, and that's what that's what I look at Spurs. I think they need to be they need to fill those holes, and they need to be filled with the person who knows how to fill them. And he showed in his past, especially at Wolves, that he can he can fill them with the right people. Absolutely, mate. Donna says Newcastle job maybe. She doesn't see Steve Bruce lasting. That could be a shout, but again, uh, would you leave not. Wolves to go? No disrespect to Newcastle, but would you leave Wolves to go to Newcastle? I don't know if that's... Not, not with the current owner. No. no. If, they, if, they, if they had a takeover, possibly, because that club could mm. go to another yeah, level with the right people. Of course could. Putting money in. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, question two, mate, for Tell Me Why, um, as is tradition almost, but uh, European finals coming up, two big finals for the British contingent. I'd like you to give me uh, a little preview of how you see the Champions League and the Europa League final going. And uh, your time starts now. Uh, I'll start with the Europa League. Uh, obviously, Man United against Villarreal. Um, I still think United will add too much for them. Um, obviously, Harry Maguire is going to be a big miss if he if he does miss. Um, I think he's touch and go. He's going to be. I think he's less than fifty percent opportunity and chance to to play. But United have enough going forward to win that. There's going to be goals galore in that game. I can just see it. Um, so I think United will, will, will win quite comfortably. 
um, the Champions League final. Uh, after watching the, the FA Cup final and watching certain things and the way that Chelsea are, are fighting for, um, how I can't see Man City losing it. You know, I mean, they can rest players, they can move forward, they can, they can, they can do what they need to do this week in order to prepare for the final. So for me, Man City will win. So it'd be a Manchester double. Yeah, I think Man City will have too much. Chelsea, um, although they made a good comeback versus Leicester in the league game, because I did wonder whether they might lose the league game following the cup final loss and go to pieces a little bit. But look, Chelsea have had been Man City's bogey team a little bit this year. So that is something which maybe could have an impact. Um, as you know, with bogey teams, they just it just seems to happen uh, some seasons. United, I think they should... Look, they should, shouldn't they? You know, the way Cavani's playing just on his own recently and Fernandez and that, like they should, they're not going to, United won't not score. Yeah. So it'll come down to if they can mm. keep the, you know, how many Villarreal score down mm. to a minimum. Um, but then Eric Bailly, I think, it's a must I think win he's for, underrated, mate, isn't he? People think, I think he's it's rubbish. A must, like yeah, right, listen, I agree. I think it's a must win for uh, Oli. I think Oli's... Mm -hmm. Ollie's under pressure. I'll bring a title to Manchester. Second place is good. He's had a good season, but he's got to bring a title. He has to bring. Here's a question, mate. If United lose, because obviously he was under pressure in the semi-final because they'd lost so many semi-finals. If say Villarreal win three 0 three one, comfortably, and United are poor, do you think there's any chance Solskjaer could go in the summer with their talk of them spending big money? I don't think they will, by the way. But there's talk of them spending big money to appease the fans. Do you think there's any chance they bring in someone else to eat, you know to spend that money or to use those players? Definitely. If he doesn't yeah. win the final, because I don't think Listen. he's the the Glazers' first choice. I don't think he's like that. Mm. And he, even Ed Woodward, I know he's going, but like he's not that big star name. He's the legend that they brought in to appease the fans. He's just happened to do all right. <laughs> oh, listen, for me, definitely. You know what I mean? I, I, look at, I look at the way Spanish football is and I look at Zinedine Zidane, for example. You know what I mean? For me, United should have one of the world, world's best managers at the, at the helm if they're not winning things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If they're winning things, you can, that, why should a manager lose his job if he's winning things? He's winning silverware. He's putting teams in the Champions League. But Oli's had a great season. But define great. It's only great if he wins something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because finals mean nothing unless you win them. You know what I mean? Look at Chelsea. Will Chelsea have had a good season? If they don't win the Champions League, but they qualify for the Champions League, will that be a good season for? Roman I don't think Frankish? so. I don't think, I think it will it's be. Been poor. It can't be a good season. It can't be a good season for Chelsea if they've already sacked the manager this year. Yeah, it can't be. And so also, mate. So the season wasn't going very well. They're not guaranteed Champions League football by any stretch of the Chelsea either. By the way, if they don't win that Champions League final, there's a good chance they won't finish top four. Um, so I mean, it's going to be difficult for them, and and and, and that could be a. Listen, that would be a travesty for the football club that you you, you lose the FA Cup final, you don't make the Champions League, and you lose the Champions League final. It could be within two weeks, two week period. That would be a, a nightmare for for everyone concerned. The players, the staff, the new manager, and the, and the owner will not be happy. Yeah, like Leslie says, there don't underestimate Chelsea. They've beaten Man City, and like I said, they they have been a bit of a bogey side for them. And I think Chelsea will enjoy the fact that they are such strong underdogs. Like nobody has really given them a chance in the media yeah, and that. stuff. Because and that's because Man City is so good. But like I would say the same with Chelsea and Villarreal. They will both enjoy being written off. 
and Villarreal have got some I, great players, mate. Yeah, so I, I, I get, I get that, but I, 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 I don't get Leslie's point of how bitter he is about Man City as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's that, got a thing. He wants, he? he wants, he, he wants Man, Man City to get beat. The, the beating, um, the beating <laughs> Dortmund. He wanted them to lose. He wanted them to lose. I think he just Paris wants Central. John Stones if to fail, mate, doesn't he? If they want, if they, if they win the Champions League, is he going to come on this show and say he was wrong live on the show? And my doubt. My, my, my guess is no. So let's leave it there. Yeah, um, so uh, moving on, mate. Championship. We had the playoff first uh, first legs. Before we touch on that, a couple of little championship bits of news because obviously we're not going to go club by club because there was no games. But um, you've got uh, Danny Collins to Cardiff City, mate. What do you make of that? Um, I was excited when I read kind of about him. And um, and really thinking about it, and then thinking about it even more, and then uh, I got a message um, of somebody, and then I thought about it too much, and I've, I've convinced myself that he's a he's a potential um, replacement for Kiefer Moore. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's my because worry. James Collins, sorry, yeah, not Danny Collins. Yeah, James Collins, and, and that's my worry because I think they're too similar, and can they both play together the way that Mick McCarthy wants Cardiff City to play, and the way that he yeah. wants it to play right now? I'll say, I'd say no. Unless Mick and goes out and buys two wingers, I'll say I'll say I'll say it's impossible because those two players need service, they need supply, and they need crosses in the box. So at the minute, Cardiff City can't play both of them at the same time. Yeah, and I also think um, no disrespect to James Collins. I hope he does amazing. And I, by the way, I was critical of Kiefer Moore as uh, deciding for Cardiff. I didn't think he was what they needed, etc., etc. I was proven wrong. I've said that. However, I am more confident in saying that James Collins is nowhere near the standard of Kiefer Moore. Uh, he might be able to score goals and he's got certain at attributes which are very good, but he's all you know, he's nowhere near the all round game that Kiefer Moore has proven over this season. Sorry, we've we've, um, we've given him we've given him uh, we've given him so many plaudits on, on the show uh, over the last couple of seasons that he's he scored in League Two, he scored in League One. I mean League One, done really well in the championship, done again it in the championship. So he's he's proved it that he can do it. Which is great, and he's got his move and his opportunity to really show people how, we, how good he is. But mm. he's got to be played with the right people in the right formation um, and a partner. And listen, I, I hope they both can play together. But I, like I've just said, there for me, they need wingers for those two to play together. If they do get wingers, they could score goals for fun. By the way, which will be amazing. And you've got so, Harris who, who signed a new contract in his backup. Yes, so could that's be, good could news. Be, could be win-win. Well, here's a couple of points I want to put to you, mate. Um, first and foremost, one of my concerns when Mick McCarthy came in, you might remember, was that when, if they gave him a contract, which they did, was the type of players that he would sign. And I've got to worry that he's almost looking at the island squad circa 2018 to present day, kind of picking off those players who he's had at him. And there's nothing wrong with having players you trust and players who you... You know, you believe in and you've worked with before, but I just won. I just worry. I got that little nagging worry. But Reese makes a great point, and it's the same point I was going to make. If Kiefer Moore is staying, which I hope he is, you've just signed a thirty-year-old to sit on the bench. What happens if the target man isn't working? You haven't. It's like a like-for-like like thing. Um, they almost. Yeah. I was looking for them if they were going to sign a striker to push Kiefer Moore for a place. I was hoping it was going to be. You know, more like a, I'm not saying Adam Armstrong as the player, but like that style of striker, quick, can play maybe yeah. out wide if necessary. Running behind, yeah, yeah. 
Mm. It's difficult, isn't it? I feel like foil, but listen, Mick's got his plan. He's got his. He's got the way that he wants to play, and if that means getting two wingers and and maybe he's getting a, a lone player, because I, I look at now, um, uh, uh, Harry Wilson. Where does Harry Wilson fit in with those two? Because with the, with two playing up he's front, you can't play with a ten. So he's not you, you can't play with You can't play a ten. So that means Harry would have to play wide, and Harry's not a winger. We've seen that at the start of the season. So um, listen, I, I hope it works out, um, but. You put yourself under pressure with the wrong signings in the wrong... I don't think... Cardiff didn't, didn't need a centre-forward, by the way, but I don't yeah. think they needed that type yeah. of centre-forward. Yes. So I think yeah, I'm, just hoping, I'm just hoping that um, that it works out for everybody because obviously yeah. we know how much well, Cardiff needs look, a result. The other aspect is you've got Harris and, and Craig says you've got Waters, but then also you've got... There's, like, there's no way Harry Wilson will play for Cardiff next year, I don't think. Um also, then you've got Johnny Will, Johnny Johnny Williams, mate. If they could keep him fit for like a thirty games the next season, quality player on his day. Absolutely, and you get him fit and like and same as Tomlin. Between the two of them, they can play that number ten role as good as any championship number ten. But it's yeah. keeping him fit. Um, I just want to quickly, mate, just reply to this. Uh, Gavin says uh, Mick McCarthy is going to get Cardiff top four next year. I will say this now, live. There is absolutely no way <laughs> that Cardiff City will finish in the top four next year. With with the current squad setup, etc. If they go and sign three or four players, then who like they're gonna give us a bit of speed and dynamism, then maybe I'll change my mind. And maybe in the coming weeks there might be someone that we can put some questions to. Um Chef Wednesday, mate, ten players released. Um, Unbelievable amount of players, yeah. Well, well, to be honest, it, it, it seems to be the average. You know, I mean, Coventry released loads, Birmingham released loads. Um, they were going to release more in terms of first team players because of the situa- situation they're in, because they waste money on wages when they're going down to League One. So it's a really difficult one. You know, what I mean, even even if whatever happens with Derby happens and the uh, appeal doesn't really matter for Sheffield Wednesday because it's it's Wickham Wanderers or Derby now, which um, which. Mm. Might uh, might might be might be things evolve and things turn around, but in terms of players getting released, it's um, it's a nightmare for players this time of the year. You know what I mean? But it's only going to be even worse because clubs haven't got the money that they used to have, and, well, and teams are running on smaller squads. And you've got all this, these you say, you've got these pots of players now who are all fighting yeah. for the same better contract here, there, and everywhere. And it's um, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a merry-go-round. I'll put this to you. Uh, Cardiff City should do their best to sign Adam Reach and Kadeem Harris and Fairy Bannon, mate, to be honest. Um, but particularly Adam Reach, mate. Is the, no, but Adam Reach and Kadeem Harris, among others, have all been um, released. Jordan Rhodes. I'd rather Jordan Rhodes the bloody James Collins, to be honest. But there we go. Yeah. He's got a better all yeah, round game. Some, uh, some, some, some very good, uh, some very good Kachunga. players out of contract. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's up to. Uh, it's up to the, the recruitments, the coaches, the managers, the, the chairmen, the owners, CEOs to, uh, to go through the list and lists of players and see yes. what uh, what's best best fits their, their football club. But you've got uh, to do yeah, your business I... early because someone else will take it, if not. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, mate. There won't be clubs, there'll be a lot of championship clubs looking at Adam Reach um, because yeah. he is free. Um, John Sheridan, I don't know if Rob Boyd is having a laugh, but he says Sky Sports have said John Sheridan's... A, 
being approached for the Palace job. I tell you what, mate, <laughs> if he was to get a Palace job, he has officially got the greatest yeah. agent ever. Um, Adam Reach, mate, is if a it, baller. He's a proper player. Uh, championship level, gets, Adam Reach, mate. Oof. If John gets any job, he's, just, he's got the best agent ever. So. Yeah, he's incredible, mate. It's, uh, it's uh, incredible. Um, yeah, Adam Reach, mate, I, I'm a big fan. I think he's... Um, as a championship attacking midfielder, is about as good as you know as good as they get. Like if you get him fit, yeah. And stuff, well, so. Listen, I was yeah, I was very I was very lucky to watch Adam as a young player when he came to over Wednesday, and he was he was exciting. He was he was on par with with the Adam Johnsons of this world at the time. You know, I mean, football wise, mm. he was very good. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to quickly mention Saul Bamba uh, announced these uh, cancer-free which was uh, obviously some really good positive news. Obviously, we didn't do a show last Friday, so I just wanted to yeah. make mention of that. Oh, amazing. Listen, um, there's, there's, there hasn't been much good news around the world recently, but that was the best news. Uh, to see to see his smiley face and smiley for a reason, you know what I mean? Because he's a very positive person. It's just nice for nice to get the, the, the results that he's looking for so he can, uh, he can then do what he wants with his life. If he decides to play next year, great. If he doesn't, then... He's doing it for the reasons that he chooses, not the other way around. Yeah, um, and i got to say, there's um, one thing that I'm watching with very close eyes is what Cardiff City do about Joe Bennett and Saul Bamba, uh, both out of contract. I am interested what they do because obviously Saul Bamba's just coming back from yeah, a long layoff through his cancer treatment. Joe Bennett's got a serious injury. How they go about that is going to be interesting because I believe Joe Bennett turned down a contract just before his injury which obviously makes it a bit more complex as far as I'm aware you probably know more than me but as far as I'm aware um, they are still negotiating but it's it's yeah, a tricky one it is yeah. because yeah, they, I, but I, I think, in my opinion they should keep definitely keep Joe Bennett and keep yeah. Saul as at least a coach if not a player coach. Yeah, listen, he's been uh, Joe's been an immense footballer for Cardiff City, and I think uh, I think the contract um, might be as good as he probably wanted, and it would have been if he'd have signed it before. But I think he, he can't be picking choosing nowadays with what's 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 happening with with Sol. I'd I'd have him at my football club the way that he leads on and off the field. Uh, I'd give him some kind of role which suited him. If he wanted to play, great. If he wanted to 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 nurture and help out with coaching at the younger age or, yeah. or 23s or whatever that may be um, but play as well I'd, I'd be happy with anything my thing with Joe Bennett is Cardiff have got um, a couple of really good young fullbacks um, if Joe Bennett goes they haven't got like a really experienced sort of you know Joe Bennett's played a lot of championship games but apparently he's turned down his contract and his house is up for sale which makes me think I know he's on a lot of money he's on because he signed his contract when they were in the Premier League so you know, there's all yeah. there's a lot of aspects to it. Um, I'd like to think that while he's injured, Cardiff would look after him. Whether it's making sure if you know he's got a club or he's got a contract offer in front of him, but obviously it'll be up to him. I don't think he'll be short of offers. But I think, in, from a footballing point of view, I believe Cardiff should keep him if they can agree a contract because I think he'd be good for the likes of Ng and Sang. And alike, right? Um, loads of good comments. Yes, Gavin. I will mention Liverpool won a game of football. Congratulations! You might even make top four. Um, great goal by Allison, by the way. What a header! Reminiscent of oh, Simon Willis in his heyday. That was. Boom. What a header! Beautiful. 
But um, yeah, Liverpool might make top four. Good season from. Um, right, playoffs, mate. First legs are in the books. Two one nil games. Um, let's go with Barnsley yeah. versus Swansea first. Um, did Barnsley disappoint, or did Swansea play an intelligent game? Um, I think they've disappointed a little bit. Um, they still created chances. They still had enough in the game to get a result from the game. Um, it's difficult against Swansea side for me because Swansea dominate possession that much that it um, it, dis- it disrupts the way that Barnsley want to want to play going for the ball. You know, if you don't have the ball, how can you attack? You know, I mean that was what the what they struggled with. And um, Barnsley normally have a lot of the ball. Uh, especially in wide positions, and and they just struggled going forward. Um, didn't create as much as they normally do, but they still created enough to get a, get get a goal from me. Um, I use all goals all season. He's had a terrific season. Um, but uh, but yeah, listen, the second legs all to play for still. Barnsley have still got goals in them. If, if Barnsley don't score over two legs, I'll be very surprised. But then you look at yes. it. If they don't score over two legs, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. You know what I mean? You've got to yeah, look at it absolutely. quite quite in season. Um, but then. The old Adidas side, we spoke about it. Is resting players, has it been a good thing for certain clubs? Because I look at Barnsley, the rested players, they've lost again. They lost a couple of games towards the end of the season. And has that increased not, not continu- continuity? Yeah, is that, is that cause, causing problems and coming back to bite them on the backside? Um, whereas Swansea played the majority of their side, apart from a couple of younger centre forwards in their last couple of games, um, to give. AU and a couple of other players arrest and to, and, uh, and it, it doesn't seem to have done, done in, in, in any harm whatsoever. So um, it's an intriguing second leg, uh, but from the position Swansea are in, if they don't win this game from where they are now, then they'll be extremely disappointed. Yeah, I think ironically in that game, the Barnsley Swansea game, both sides are more suited to the away legs. So, like, but uh, so obviously Swansea enjoy a great deal of pre- pre- possession. And I think they enjoy yeah. playing away from home a bit more. But also, I think Barnsley, the way they play on the counter-attack and quite direct, it suits them more to play away as well. So, like you say, I'd be very surprised if Barnsley were to go both games without scoring. Um, that's going to be an interesting one because I wouldn't be surprised if Barnsley go and win 3-0. But I also wouldn't be surprised to see Swansea tie up at a, you know, like a 1-0 or a 2-1 or something. So, uh, it'll be interesting. We'll give a little... We'll give our predictions, mate. Or should we just do our predictions as we go along for them? Who do you think? What do you think the score yeah, will be on the second leg? Um, and in people in the chat, give us your predictions. Two one on the night. Uh, well, on the day, Saturday tomorrow, so they'll win two one. Mm. Um, which will be three one in aggregate, I think. I'm going to go with um, a Barnsley three one victory um, for that one tomorrow. So it'll be three two on aggregate. Um, Corley Woodrow is going to come with the goods, mate. He's done it all season for him. Why wouldn't yeah. he do it again? Um, okay, next up is Bournemouth versus Brentford, mate. 1-0 uh, to Bournemouth. What do you make of this one? Brentford, surely they're not going to not going to miss the, the final hurdle again. Well, you speak about bogey sides, and Bournemouth's bogey side this year has been Brentford, um, and they, they turned it around um, on Monday night, uh, the one-one nil to uh, Dan Juma's goal, uh, but I still more than one, and very disappointed that they didn't get the goal. There was a couple of really good saves by uh, by Begovic. I thought he was outstanding. Um, I can't see Barnsley. Uh, sorry, I can't see Brentford not scoring at least one. You know, so for me, I think Bournemouth have to score um, to give themselves a chance. One, if not two goals or more, they're that good going forward. And 
And for me, I, I can't see Brentford not scoring at least one, maybe two, three, because the way they they do things during the game of football. You know, I mean, the manager gets them set up right, and um, and for me, I think Brentford will win three one in the night. Yeah, I've got a feeling Brentford are going to win um, comfortably. I think. Yeah, I just think Brentford have got that that experience of last year. I think will do them in good stead for this second leg. I think that they're going to go yeah. into it. People will have written them off a little bit because they got you know they lost in the first leg. Um, it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to go Brentford two 0 so that'll be two one. If they don't go Brentford. up, if they don't go upside, will, uh, no will the manager themselves, get an opportunity somewhere else? Will the manager get an opportunity somewhere else if they don't mm, go up, Brentford? Done a good job. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, he's done a very good job, mate. To to recover from last year, I think he did an exceptional yeah. job as well. Um, it is going to be interesting, mate. Very interesting indeed. Um, okay, so um, as we've got no games this week, um, I wanted to discuss. Uh, obviously, last week you put your team of the year out, um, and yep. you gave some awards out. So I want to discuss that a little bit, and I'll give mine in a minute. But um, did you just want to go through your awards first of all? So your manager of the year was uh, two seconds. That's why I just want to get it. You caught me out a little bit. Uh, oh god, I'd say then you. I could. I've got it in front of me, mate. If you wanted me to just tell you, it was the, it was the Barnsley manager, wasn't it? And um, what's his name? Yeah, the Barnsley manager. So he got the uh, the Barnsley manager um, got my manager of the year award. I think he's he's had an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. Listen, for where they were last year, where they are this year, uh, he's done a great job. Ismail, he's done a done a fantastic job and. Uh, fully deserves it for me. Regardless of what happens in the playoffs, he's done a great job. Um, my young player of the year was uh, Norwich football, Norwich fullback. I think he's been he's been brilliant. I, I couldn't find a place for him in my in my um, in my team of the year, which I was disappointed. I was trying to bring people out and sticking them in, but I just thought, well, if I give him an individual award instead, then um, then that fills a void. And my player of the year, I went for uh, Adam Armstrong because. The way that he was struggling, by the way, you know what I mean, and and people mm. were shooting me down a little bit on social media, saying, "Well, these these players that you picked up front, because I picked um, uh, from a team of the, I had Pukki, um, Tony, uh, and Armstrong, and people saying, well, they're, they're in the top four, they should be they should be scoring goals. It's not that easy. Teams can share goals around, and um, uh, and for me, I, I, looked, I looked I looked at yeah, and I looked at Armstrong. Armstrong was playing in the side who finished mid table, so you know, I'm sure he's got to be rewarded yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, so, I think um, the manager of the year for me, I gave it to, I gave a joint one between Val uh, Valerian Ishmael and Neil Warnock, um, basically because of the way they turned their team around in twelve months. Neil Warnock, you know, Middlesbrough nearly went down, Barnsley nearly went down, Middlesbrough missed out on the playoffs just, and Barnsley are in the playoffs. To me, that turnaround to do that with, you know, without bringing in 15 players and completely changing everything, I think is incredible, and I think they both deserved it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I went with that. The player of the year, I went with uh, Emmy. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Buneda, uh, uh, Norwich City. The, just Norwich City, absolutely yeah. outstanding um, all year round. One of the most consistent and best players in the league. And young player of the year, I went for. Uh, Michael Alesi, Alesi in a uh, Reading. Thought he's had an outstanding season. Thought he's very, very good. Um, very quickly, I'm just going to do my team of the year, and I'll put him up on social media, mate, to see what you think of this. So I've gone for uh, Daniel Bachman in goal, Joe Jacobson. It's a three-five-two. Joe Jacobson, Connor Roberts, Sean Morrison, uh, and then I got Todd Cantwell, 
Bernada, Connor Chaplin, Julian De Costa, uh, Watt Moore from Middlesbrough, and then Adam Armstrong and Kiefer Moore up front. What do you think of that, mate? Good. Excellent. Um, it's hard, isn't it, mate? It is. Because yeah, like, I, I left out is... Adam Armstrong and people who I would... If you're doing and a squad, and, they make it, yeah, don't they? And, 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 and this is where, you know what I mean, people could pick up and go, oh, I'm going to make you've just given somebody player of the year, but he doesn't make your team of the year. You know what I mean? Yes. So it, I mean, and it's, it's, it's the way you look at it. You know what I mean? I, I went for three up front because I couldn't leave any of those three centre forwards out the way that I raved about them all year. Um, I couldn't leave... Because uh, I looked at the way that I've got no real defensive midfielders in my team, so I've got Dan Juma, mm. I've got um, when attacking minded players, plus with three attackers, my team would score goals, but it would be like Kevin Keegan. I need Kevin Keegan to be my manager because my defence would be all over the shop because I wouldn't be defending. I'd just be attacking all the time, which is which is mad, but you know what I mean? It, and I, I put Freddie Woodman in goal, uh, Robert Shaw Morrison, Paddy McNair. Um, but I agree with some of yours. Uh, they could have easily got in mind, but it's just... It's such a tough thing to pick a pick a team of the year from every every club. We, we've read about Coventry City all season. Not one Coventry yeah, City player was, got in. You know what I mean? I was I, I got was Julian De in, mate. I, I was looking at um, George Moncur from from Luton Town to be in, as, yes. as one of my centre midfielders because he's had an yeah. excellent season. But and I was gutted that he didn't make it. I was thinking, shall I do five subs and and fill my subs full of players? And I thought, I don't don't want to be disrespectful to those kind of lads. I just my point is, that a great they're season. the ones you want in there, isn't it? But you yeah. can't. The decision on of players, but yeah, it's it's difficult, mate, and it? it is very difficult. Do you know what? Um, so at the top of my screen, it gives you all the like thumbs up and different things. So like on Facebook, you can give like a thumbs up, thumbs down. Someone, I don't know, Robert Flynn is very angry about something that we've said. I do not know what he's just he's angry. So I apologise to Robert. Whatever he's angry about, something which is say on me? very very <laughs> controversial that he's uh, he's not happy about. It's uh, it's a yeah possibly. Um, but I had him in. You know, um, I thought a little shout out. I'd like Michael Alacy of Reading, by the way, my young player of the year. Um, I didn't have him in my team of the year, but. Because I, because I was very strong. I wanted Bernardo and Todd Cantwell in there. I wanted Connor Chaplin in there. I think he's been absolutely outstanding, Connor yeah. Chaplin. Um, and I thought Julian De Costa has been like I wanted. I want if I like you said there was um, that Luton, but the boy from Luton. Um, there was uh, who was. Th- there was, well, there was two else players. As well. There was, there was. I was same side. There was two players that I wanted in. I wanted. I wanted. Um, I wanted um, Morrison from Reading, who we had on the show. But I don't want people yeah. to say that I was only picking players because you picked him. Yeah. Them. And I also wanted join. I also wanted join my side as well. So I'm glad you did because I knew you'd pick him. I was only picking players because I'm. I'm friends with players. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a case yeah. that he's had well, I picked Joe season. Jacobson because he was just incredible, mate. Yeah, he scored a load yeah. of goals as well. Mm. Um, he mm. had to be in there, mate. Absolutely had to be in there. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting, mate. I um, I enjoyed it though as ever. Um, but we'll put those up on social media, and people can pick which ones they agree with and stuff like we did last year. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting. A few people saying about we should do yeah. a quiz, but um, we got some. We're we're uh, we're making we're finalising our plans for the Euros. Uh, yeah. After the show on Monday, we're gonna me and Andy are gonna have a little chat. We're gonna finalise what we're doing and who we're having on. Some interesting plans, um, and then we'll announce them in due time. Um, we obviously Monday evening, mate. We've got a very interesting guest, which I think we should have a chat about. Someone who me and you know very well, but we know him in different 
different ways, different scenarios. So it's going to be a really, really interesting show. Um, Willie yeah. Boland, mate, ex-Premier League footballer. Yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, um, uh, He's been talked about Willie. a lot as well, haven't he? Yeah. On the show, uh, so by various guests. Yeah, by various people. So it'll be interesting to see who Willie picks for his angriest player he's ever come across. Cause, uh, yeah, because he's, he's, yeah, he's had times, that a couple of times. Listen, anyone who knows Willie... Um, is he has he's had um, he's had some really good times in his life. He's had some heartache in his life. He's been through a he's been through a tough time uh, personally at times in his life. And um, and uh, yeah, really really nice human being. And uh, really looking forward to uh, to having a good chat with him and, and, and picking up on the show. It'd be great. Be great. Someone's yeah, had a really good idea it. in the someone's had a really good idea in here, which I, which I really like um, about having a having a sweepstake. A Euro sweepstakes. So anybody wants to get involved, we could uh, we could possibly do it um, live on the show, and everyone picks their um, um, picks the <laughs> just like got, got just just a visitor, just Pitch a little invasion. visitor. Come just on, Frankie. Come on, Frankie. <laughs> professional. Come on, man. But um, yeah, sweepstakes would be quite good as long as I get Wales. That's fine. I'm not having any other team. I refuse. I make the rules. Um, <coughs> So yeah, um, if you've got any questions, guys, get them in, uh, because we are finishing 8 o'clock bang on tonight for various reasons. One of the reasons being uh, I'm still struggling a little bit, and um, I don't want to overdo it. So there's no Super Kevin scripted following tonight's show. That'll be back next week. But um, I am working on a, a special live edition of my story for Sunday, hopefully. Uh, nothing confirmed yet. I'll confirm it tomorrow afternoon. But uh, all I can say is that Everybody in the chat will enjoy the guest if he comes on. Interesting. Mm. Uh, but it'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Um, James Costi, I'm all right, mate. I've um, just I got like concussion symptoms, so I'm a bit still got headaches and a bit of uh, bit of memory loss and stuff. But that's you know I had memory loss anyway, so it <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, nothing. There's yeah. nothing new. Is what it is, but um, yeah, really looking forward to speaking to Willie on Monday, mate. I gotta say, that's gonna be emotional for me. Um, but who do we think is gonna win the playoff, uh, playoff final, or who's the playoff final gonna be, and who's gonna win it? Do you think? Um, Barnsley Brentford final I, for yeah, me, I think. Yeah, well, I, I've got, uh, I've got my prediction can't be right because my final can't be right the way that, um, the way that the games have panned out, but I think Brentford for mm. me, I, I can't see past Brentford. Yeah, I think the experience of last year is going to be a difference yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I think listen, they, they, they had better players last month this year. Um, I think they've, uh, I think they've grown up a lot as, as younger players. I think they'll have learnt a lot from this year, and I think this is the last opportunity for for some of them to probably get to the Premier League with Brentford. Because if they don't, I think that they could be scattered all over the place. Mm, absolutely, mate. I um, I got a feeling. I said this a couple of weeks ago. I got a feeling that Barnsley might sneak, um, just might sneak it. I just got a feeling they might beat Swansea, and then just got a just got a feeling, um, which probably means they're going to lose to Swansea and go belly up very quickly because I've cursed them. Um, if I had to ask you, mate, who if Middlesbrough could only sign one player, realistically? Soon you can't say Ronaldo or Messi for next year. Who would you like them to sign? One player, realistic, from the football league. 
realistic. To, which would which would like overall impress improve them. So like my choice for Cardiff uh, would be Barry Bannon or Adam Reach because I think they would improve them overall. Um, I would love Middlesbrough to sign Adam Armstrong um, yeah. to really push on and score goals. Uh, they need a goal scorer. They need goals. Um, I think Middlesbrough will have to. Yeah. Look, um, there's a lad for Peterborough called Clark. He scored. Um, he, listen, yes. he's taken over. He's taken over Ivan Tony's mantle at Peterborough. Um, the sounds like he's going to get a move to the to the Championship. If I was Neil Warnock, I'd go and slap in a million pounds. I don't think he'll be that expensive. And if Peterborough's track record of bringing Championship players through the leagues, then yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd take a risk record. for sure. Yeah. So Gavin Randall says Pookie for Cardiff. Um, I don't see any way that Pookie would leave Premier League to come back down to Cardiff. I've got to be honest, but it would be nice. Um, Donna says Harry Wilson to Cardiff. I'm surprised by that because whilst he showed glimpses for Cardiff City this year, did he do enough? Like if Cardiff spent what? What did we say we thought he'd go for if people wanted to sign him? Twelve million or something. Yeah. If Cardiff spent twelve million on Harry Wilson. I don't know if I'd be disappointed. Not because I think Harry Wilson's a bad player, but because I think Cardiff City haven't like that twelve million would probably mean they're not going to be able to sign anyone else. So I think they should sign a couple of players rather yeah. than if one Cardiff player. City, if Cardiff City have got twelve million pounds to spend, I would like them to like to see them spending um, twelve million pound on four players because that would yeah, and, and get me, a couple of frees. More from it would guarantee you. Then you a might certain get top playoff four. players, if not top two, because it's uh, it would be phenomenal. Yeah. Because there's not many not many pre- championship clubs who can spend that kind of money. Even the Premier League clubs coming down won't spend that kind of money. Absolutely, mate. Um, Rob Lay says uh, good day from Western Australia. Hope things are getting better with the COVID crisis. A shout out to all, especially those suffering from depression. Hang in there, please. You are truly valued yeah. and loved by your family and fellow sufferers. Great show, guys. Love it. Thank you, Rob. As always, mate. thanks, Rob. Yeah, lovely. Appreciate lovely. you joining us from a, across the globe. I hope your weather's better than ours, by the way, because uh, no, I'm sat here looking at it the is, rain. Mate. It's horrific, horrific, guarantee depressing. It is, my friend, used um, to it. Used to it. So there was a couple of questions about Sunderland. Because obviously, Sunderland are in the best yes. tomorrow, and I don't know because obviously we could see ourselves um, having Sunderland in the championship, which would be great for the championship because Middlesbrough are there and and Sunderland are a big club, but they, they got beat by Lincoln City two 0 um, in midweek, uh, Leslie said he would put his mortgage on them turning around, scoring two goals. Goals, hundred uh, percent. But they always let goals in, and I don't know why. Sunderland defence has been so leaky this season. That's where they are in the playoffs. Because shouldn't Sunderland be shouldn't be anywhere near the playoffs. They should have. They should have walked that league with the budget, with the club, with the position that they are in, in stature. They should be doing a lot better than what they are. Uh, they've got a huge game tomorrow. Lincoln, no pressure. Go there, enjoy the day. See what you can do. See if you can get a day out at Wembley, um, and then see if you play Blackpool or um, or Oxford United. And it's three 0 so far in the first leg to Blackpool, so it's uh, it's looking like it's that it's uh, it's going to be the two underdogs who uh, who might play at Wembley. Yeah, I and think being the championship, um, one of them. Lincoln. There's. A, I'm trying to think of that. I'm trying to search for the boy's name. They got this one boy in midfield who's uh, really looks really really good footballer. Uh, I like the look of him a lot, but let's make no mistake. For me, mate, if Sunderland don't go up, 
they failed massively. They should have won. You know, they should have walked automatic promotion. Then when they're in the playoffs, they should have won. Come, you know, they should be winning that. It's disappointing um, for such a big club to not be there. But you know, I could also see them turning it on and winning three 0 or whatever. And it's there. And um, Rob uh, Garrett, sorry, says uh, Newport. Um, yeah, let's touch on Newport, mate, and the League Two playoff. Uh, they beat Forest Green Rangers 2-0. Uh, Forest Green Rovers, sorry, 2-0. Um, very, very uh, good performance from Newcastle. Uh, neck, Newport. Sorry. Newport. Um, can Forest Green come back from that? Of course it can. It's just the way that the, the games are playing. But what I will say is um, the goal, what Newport scored, in the, 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 the first goal from... Uh, uh, was it, was, uh, it was Matty Dolan, I think it was... It was I've not seen a goal like it in the playoff, playoff semi-final. You know, he, he, he's sweet. Got an opportunity like that and a goal like that to give you a, a lead. Um, and then Collins got the second goal. Um, great start. It gives him a little bit of a cushion. Um, but obviously the game's a, a, a family-orientated game, isn't it? Because there's a Collins on each on each side for Forest Green and for Newport. So, um, point. But I, I do hope Newport can just get over the line, um, get the results and get the job done. So then get in the final to play. What Morecambe or Tranmere, because whoever whoever they play in the final, I think they've got the harder game in the semi-final. So if they can get through the final, I'd like to think the Newport King Football Club for the area. It'd be nice for yeah, it's Wells football to get them to League One because attendances will probably go up and um, and they can spend a little little bit of money on, on the stadium in the area and it'll be uh, it'll be great. I actually think that Newport have um, enough quality that if they add a couple, if they do go up and they add a couple of decent sort of League One Championship players I think they could go up again like I do think as a football team they're pretty good they play some decent stuff they got um decent squad they just they, you know they would need some additional quality of course because they're going up a league um, but you look at that League Two table mate and you look at some of those clubs that are in there for a club of Newport County size to, to go and do what they've done this year I think is is really good like because you've got some big clubs in there Bolton Wanderers um, Cambridge United Tranmere um, Salford City obviously there missed out on the playoffs you know that's yeah. there's some big football clubs like I know Salford City are not one of like a traditionally big football club but like, you know, let's make no mistake where you've got Peter Lim involved and Neville and all them things, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're a big football club I listen, there's, listen, there's loads signed because you look at Coventry City, Coventry City a couple of years ago were in League Two and look where they are now, yeah. they're in the Championship and they survived this year, so everything's possible. I know Coventry are a big club, or they used to be a big club, and now they're back being a big club, so they're alive. Look at next season, we've got Hull City back in the Championship, we've got Peterborough back in the Championship and we'll be talking about those two uh, next season on a regular basis and, and hopefully we're talking about those two, those two teams doing a doing a great job and, and being sustainable in that league because uh, because everybody deserves an opportunity to play. For Hull to be back in the Championship was great, but for Peterborough, it's amazing. Yes, Peterborough, it's a big thing, mate. Um, just on Salford City quickly, mate, just to show the, the kind of levels that they're on, they released uh, a load of players this week. Among the people they released on a free, like Don't Want Them, yeah. uh, Darren Gibson, ex-Man United Everton, yeah. still a relatively, you know, playing player age. <laughs> George Boyd, you know he's been a, a very good championship league one player. League player. Yeah, ex Peter Yeah, um, uh, James Wilson, ex Man United. Um, Sam Fielding, like these are big play. Will Shepherd, like these are all proven 
almost championship players, League One players, and they've just released them because, for whatever, you know, varying reasons, that shows the kind of levels that they they view their squad and how they're dealing yeah. with it. So so for Newport, Newport County to get in the playoffs ahead of them, I think, was a fantastic achievement. I would love to Sorry, see Drake. Newport County in the championship playing against Cardiff City and Swansea City and... I think that would be phenomenal. Totally agree. Um, totally agree. Although, I don't know, after watching some of the videos on social media last night, mate, don't know if Swansea can be trusted to have their fans back in the stadium. <laughs> but, um, that's, just, that's just me. Maybe I'm being unfair. Mm. Um, on Swansea, by the way, big um, best of luck to friend of the channel. And he did a, uh, some predictions for us last season for the derby. Uh, Brett oh. Johns makes his uh, Bellator debut tonight. You can watch it on the BBC iPlayer, actually. Half past ten, he's on. Um if you want to have a watch, but uh, best of luck for him representing the Welsh people on the, the biggest stage. So good luck to him. Um, so let's see any more questions. And if there's not, mate, I'm going to wrap us up. Five to eight, just like I said, beautifully done. Um, okay. Do, 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 do. Um, okay. So um, I want to say thank you again to everyone who has left comments, has messaged me and stuff and um, just to see if I'm alright and wish me well. That, I really appreciate that because um, it has been a difficult difficult week and I'm still not back 100%. But I'm getting there. I'm still a bit all over the shop. But there we go. I'm glad to be back. This makes me feel better doing the shows. Monday was torture. Um, even though Andy did a phenomenal job. It was torture when obviously we have a chat before the show. And I was like, yeah, mm. okay, right, everything's set up. Hi, Clark, <laughs> how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, great, bye. It was torture, mate, that was. Because I'd been looking yeah. forward to Clark for, you know, we knew weeks ago he was coming on, um, and I was yeah. really looking forward to doing that show. So for it to mm. fall on that week was incredibly disappointing on a personal note, but I was very proud of the job you did because I also know Thanks. how the only other time you've had to do, like, the intro and... And the start of the show, and you didn't even do the whole show, was when we had Jim Platt on, wasn't it? And he was struggling a bit with the technology. So I had to dip out, and you had to start the show. And you did not like it at all, did you? No. Um, it's just, it, it, I think it's things that you get used to, you know what I mean? I, I know yeah, people probably is. don't understand what goes on, you know what I mean? And I've just done a, an interview from my mate's radio station about uh, preparing for a show. What goes into mm. preparing for a night, as in the research, what we, the games that we watch, um, the information that we read, you know what I mean? The, the notes that we write down to um, to go for the championship show. And that's not... Uh, listen, I would never go to a Monday guest and and be respectful towards them, you know what I mean? So when it comes to Willie, yes, I know him inside out, but I'll still have enough notes that I did for Clark than I do for Willie because I won't, I don't want him to feel uncomfortable that I don't yeah. mention something or give some wrong information to you yeah. guys, to him, to, to everybody, to me and you, that 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 we don't do things right on here. We, we is, is turned over to make sure that it's that it's done right and, um, it, and it's their preparation. And then to have to do it on your own, after preparing, it's, it was just it, 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 it was just hard work, and I think on Monday night I was just I was exhausted because it was like a relief that it was done. Mentally, which it takes great, you, doesn't but it? Really hard, yeah. Really hard. It's different. It's different, mate, because you're like so. Like I guide the shows that I in terms of like moving on, closing, and stuff like that. Whereas then, so like I'll throw to you or whatever and say, what do you think about this? So when you're then in the different seat and you've got to kind of do that, it's just different. Not saying that like I 
do a great job of it. I don't think I do particularly sometimes, but it's just a different feel to what you're doing because your job is different, isn't it? Like yeah. if I go when I if I go on someone else's podcast, my job is different. I wait and they throw to or they'll ask me my opinion or they'll ask me a question. It's just a very different feel. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out tomorrow afternoon, guys. Um, I will put a post up one way or the other. Um, but hopefully we'll have a live My Story Sunday with a with a, a special guest. But um, we'll see if that pans out because we need to confirm it up first. But we will definitely be back on Monday, 7.30, with the legend that is Willie Boland. Cannot wait. Andy Campbell, it's, as ever, Can't it's wait. been a pleasure, mate. Yeah, great. Great to have you back, Si. Uh, looking forward to Monday. Thanks for everyone's questions tonight, everyone's support. Um, keep sharing, keep um, keep writing your comments on social media, get as much um, get as much because uh, it's amazing and with some uh, amazing guests coming up and some amazing plans for, for the summer as well so yeah, watch this space yeah, some big plans, got some, some good plans plans which are not going to be popular with my wife see you, see you, see you soon <laughs> my mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance it sounds like something to protect my brother and me but I don't really understand then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if Mummy or Daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Network.